Welcome back to Autolooks. I'm your host, Everett, as always. And this week, we are looking at the demise of the coupe and convertible marketplace. Autolooks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to Autolooks, www.autolooks.net. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, and many other forms online. Hell, just follow the podcast and keep in touch with us via email, Twitter, or Facebook to find out more from autolooks.net. This week, we're actually going to be taking a look at coupes and convertibles. No, not the new ones that are coming out, which this year, there's actually, for 2019, only four. Count them. Four, I can't even fill an entire hand now with the brand new coupe models that we have found and we are judging for our 2019 end of the year best and worst list. Now, we're not going to give away any details about who won or how well they did, but this year there's actually only four coupe models. Three of them being from luxury car manufacturers and only one of them being from a standard manufacturer. Now, the one from a standard manufacturer is something we actually come to realize that Honda still has faith in the coupe market with the Civic, whereas their counterparts from all three divisions, uh, Mazda, Toyota, Nissan, hell, even Suzuki, Zuzu, Mitsubishi, all of them have pulled out of the coupe market and no longer actually have proper coupe versions of any type of vehicle. Honda, on the other hand, actually still sees this as a viable market, considering the fact that the Honda has been providing the coupe model well back a ways. Now, why do they actually stay with it when a lot of people are actually moving Moving away from the coupe and convertible marketplace because today with millennials and well the generation behind us actually picking up only two vehicles per household where our parents actually were in a generation that actually had three vehicles in the driveway they had the family vehicle and then they had mom and dad's each vehicle sometimes they had four because there's a classic that dad's hiding away in the garage my house is actually one of those houses that still has three vehicles i have my personal family vehicle that i use as my own my wife has hers and i have my toy not the greatest toy in the world but it gets me by so why are we talking about the demise of the coupe and convertible marketplace and what is actually killing it off well for starters it is actually my generation that is killing it off because my generation doesn't want to own three vehicles they see it as a waste of money hell let's spend more money on our cell phones and our computers and clothes and trips and all that rather than having fun with a five-speed manual on a back road on a late saturday afternoon i don't know about you but i loved when i went and took my trip to cuba it was great i had lots of fun I was so excited and my wife and i loved it but taking my car on a back road not too far away from my house on an original I'm not talking about updated original highway that crossed the great country of canada it was built way back in the early 1900s it's windy follows every rock goes around every major tree and it hugs basically the railroad the route it couldn't take so we're talking about up down and around through the mountainous areas of this great area of northern Ontario. Yes, I'm talking about where I am. And the fun car that I have, a 2002 Kia Rio. Nothing's exciting. Hell, it's 109 horsepower of decentness. Drop that thing down, give it some stickier tires, a stiffer suspension with some strut braces on the damn thing. And on some of those fun back roads, you can have an amazing amount of fun. Now I get it. It's not a coupe. And I'm talking about coupes and convertibles here. But I actually am also talking about the reason why coupes and convertibles are dying out and need your help. They need us to bring them back. Why? Because look at our parents' generation. How many of you, your parents owned at least one coupe in their time? Oh, my dad owned one. We had a 1987 Dodge Shadow. That was his vehicle to go back and forth to work. He had 
well over an hour drive to work and he wanted to do it something fun and yes it was a five speed so he had lots of fun driving on that big highway going into work and it was a coupe besides that we also did have an original 1978 honda civic two-door hatchback i get it it's not a coupe but it's still a two-door and it was fun now why is my generation looking at this and saying we don't want a coupe we don't need a coupe why because a lot of us we wait longer to buy vehicles which means we're not buying vehicles when we're 18 years old we're just getting out of high school getting our first jobs or going away to college and spending our money that we earned all those years of saving up while we're in high school at our jobs to buy this amazing two-door fast fun vehicle to go out and have fun on back roads like i was talking about no we're using that money and we're going out and we're buying something that we can lug around all of our friends why because most of us for instance myself out of all my friends i was one of two that actually had driver's license back in the day and i was the only one who actually owned his own vehicle so why did i need a sedan when i was in college because this is the only way to get my friends around i couldn't jam them in the back seat hell you can't fit eight people on a freaking coupe not supposed to fit them in a sedan either but a lot of people have done it and a lot of people will keep doing it but no a lot of people these days and they start getting their first vehicles they start getting them in their mid to late 20s hell even in the 30s before they start getting them and they look at it as this is an investment i'm not going to be keeping this thing for just a couple years like how our parents were hell we're just buying this for a couple years and we're going to trade up no they look at this as an investment we're buying this for just well we're going to keep it for a while and if we if i meet somebody and i have kids and i need to haul stuff around well i can't do that in a coupe people don't think about hey maybe i have a friend with a truck or hell there are car sharing programs out there there's rental programs hey if you need something do like i do i don't own a truck i own a crossover utility vehicle that i can fit eight people into but picking a plywood drywall i still need a truck so either i ask my dad or i borrow one or i rent one right no kids these days are looking at it as i need something that does everything so that's when we get into these bland boring and as i call them stupid aspects of killing off the coupe and convertible marketplace the crossover utility craze and the saloon entry into the sedan market now what's a saloon it is a coupe like profile on a sedan mercedes started this out in the early 2000s with the cls volkswagen soon followed with the passat cc they gave the illusion that it was a coupe but it still had four doors, so you didn't have to worry about moving your seats forward to let your friends out of the back seat. But I don't know about you, but when you party with some friends, you're the designated driver, you couldn't drink all night, and you gotta drive around five drunk or four other drunk people in your vehicle. Well, if they're getting rowdy in the back, gotta remember, you can keep them back there. Just saying. With the coupe-like profile of Passat CC and Mercedes CLS, they could just jump out the door and take off. So, really, where's the fun in that? Where else is the fun? In a little movie from back in 2001. The original Fast and the Furious. If anyone takes a look back at that, to the last chase scene in that movie, and okay, not the last chase scene, the second last one, where they're actually attacking the transport truck driver. What are they driving? They're not driving four-door Honda Civic SIs. No, they're driving coupes. They're driving the Civic SI coupe model. Why? Because it's fun. It's amazing. It's cool. Nothing is cooler than popping out of a two-door vehicle. But unfortunately for these days, the only people that actually buy coupe models of vehicles are people that are well off they don't have any kids and they still want to get back and forth to the office they either live on their own or it's two people in a household they each have their own vehicle to go back and forth to the work which means they might have a sports car or a coupe or something and they have a vehicle for the weekend but most of these people usually live in warmer climate not me being myself from northern ontario it gets a little cold up here so using a coupe in the winter time isn't exactly that fun but hey my parents did it back in the day and nobody does it anymore because they think well i can't use that in the winter so maybe I'll just go for that Mercedes GLC or 
Hey, let's take a look at a BMW X4. Or, mm, check this out. The Mercedes CLS. I can fit everybody into it. How about the brand new thing from Skoda? The new Kodiak GT. Hell, Renault's got one. Everybody's coming out with these coupe profile crossover utility vehicles. And that is actually what's harming the coupe and convertible marketplace. Now, how is it harming the convertible marketplace? Land Rover and Volkswagen are now jumping onto the bandwagon that Nissan set forth with the Murano convertible. Now, the Murano turned into a convertible was the most butt-ugly looking thing you could ever think of. The top down or the top up, it was not cool to drive around in. I'm sorry, it was like driving around on a Pontiac Aztec. You literally did not want to be seen in it or driving it, no matter how cool you actually did think it was. And adding any aftermarket modification to this thing to make it look good, still pretty hard. And the Murano might have been a little bit easier than the uh, the Aztec, because the Aztec, if you had taken the Pontiac Vibe front end and slapped it on there, it would actually make it look a little bit better. But the rear end still had some pretty bad touches for it. But now you got the Land Rover Evoc convertible. And hell, it looks like it's even looking at making a convertible version of the T-Raw. So, yet again, we are allowing the crossover utility market to displace a once great marketplace of coupes and convertibles. I'm sorry, but if people want to see what I'm talking about, go back and look at the lineups for General Motors from 1978 to 1994. You'll find coupe versions of so many different things within all their product lines. Hell, Buick Park Avenue coupe version, right? Hell, Cadillac used to have the Eldorado coupe. Now, the CTS somewhat has a coupe profile still, but more people look at getting a CTS V sedan as opposed to the coupe model. Uh, I don't know why. Just like more people choose to go for the CTS V sedan rather than the wagon, where wagons look a lot better when they're actually modified. I'm sorry, people, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of aftermarket wagons. I still am. The coupe profile is something that is amazing and still looks pretty cool. I originally was a big fan of the original Mercedes-Benz CLS, and I love the Volkswagen Passat CC. The previous house I lived in, there was a hairdresser on my way home who actually had one of those, and it was a great thing to see. Now, I'm not saying I don't like the saloon models. I'm just saying creating too many of them and expanding more into markets where people would be more likely to buy coupe versions, you're going to slowly kill off the coupe profile. The act well, not the profile, the actual in segment. Coupes are a dying breed, I'm sorry to say. Coupe and convertibles. They're not something that's going to be completely lost in the world because we'll still have the coupe profile and convertible versions of crossover utility vehicles, but they are a dying breed that we're slowly losing in this great automotive world that we have today. Now, if you people ever want to help out and maybe save the coupe profile from extinction, maybe you should start looking at the fact that owning three vehicles isn't that actually bad. Currently, I am actually looking and considering getting a fourth vehicle because I would actually like to have something a little bit cheaper and a little bit more fun for the wintertime. I don't like using my big family vehicle. You know, a Mazda CX-9 is great. It is amazing in snow, but really it's a pain on the gas. And when you got to drive eight to 10 kilometers every day to go back and forth to the office, you'd prefer to do it in something a little bit more fun. There's a guy down the road who actually has a WRX STI, and I could see that he loves going to work. I would love to use my Rio, but unfortunately that's my summer car. And unless I can get a bit of a summer car and turn that into my winter beater, it'd be a little bit better. So I'm actually one of the few people that are considering owning up to four vehicles where unlike most people in my generation are looking at only having two and of those two the only coupe that would be sitting in their lineup would be either a coupe profile sedan or a coupe profile crossover utility vehicle which i am not the biggest fan of and we'll actually get into more detail about that in a, in a, a later podcast about how the crossover utility craze is actually just an alteration of our mentality over the vehicle franchise why because they've existed once before so in closing what we can 
can say about the actual coupe and convertible models is that if it wasn't for my generation killing off the fact of owning three vehicles and having something fun and something amazing to go out for and drive around we wouldn't be in this predicament because when i started rating vehicles over 10 years ago my coupes per year in my files was in between 10 to 12. now i'm getting down to four i have less than one full hand of brand new coupes or convertibles every year now so if you want to save them go out and get a third vehicle save yourself some money on gas going back and forth to work we get at autonomous vehicles and ride ride sharing programs are slowly coming out but hey utilize them a ride sharing program maybe you should ask them if you can get a coupe model because really if you're going back and forth to the office why do you need a four-door sedan or a four-door crossover utility vehicle a coupe version in the snow will actually do good because if you actually take a look at rally cars they fly through snow and they're low to the ground so ground clearance has nothing to do with it so let's just say autolux.net is a big supporter of the coupe and convertible models and we wish to see more from them and we wish the generation now and the generations following will actually see that the coupe and convertible models have a place within this world and if not for the 1920 the roaring 20s they may never have existed they may have only been sports cars and that is it this is everett saying we hope you strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride from autolux.net and please don't stop following us on twitter facebook pinterest google plus or the autolux.net website in autopod podcast